This is Halloween. This is Halloween. 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 Welcome to your very super special spectacular Halloween episode with Reed. I'll do. I'll do. And we don't own the rights to any of these tunes. Not a damn thing. We, we own are not shit. that creative. We could never amount to anything that Tim Burton could ever put out because he is fucking amazing. Like so much of my childhood, it was like weird. Patrick Swayze movies, Kevin Costner movies, and Tim Burton movies. I just think like to have the amount of creativity that Tim Burton has is just amazing. But this is not a plug, I guess, for Tim Burton. He's already he's already there. I mean, he, I mean, he doesn't need our approval. He doesn't approval, need me. But, he but doesn't need I think, me I think he seems like the kind of guy that would like he'd write a thank you note. He'd be like, "Hey, man, like, thanks for you that." You think he would, or you think it'd be his assistant? No, I think Tim would. You're very kind. I think you're overestimating. But. No, like, you know, he, he was like one of the few people that was straight up like, nah, man, Johnny Depp didn't do this, man. Johnny's my boy. And that's how I wanted to feel. So when you stick by your friend through the thick and thin, like, yeah, you know. That's fair. I mean, one could hope, but, stick you Stick know, tap to Tim Burton, you know. I try to have realistic expectations when it comes to other people. Well, and we could always discuss, you know, like to, at what point does something that you appreciate creatively get conflicted when you find out something negative about it? Correct. Like careful meeting your heroes, kids. Oh, yeah. So we have a couple of really quick chit chat topics for your very special Halloween bonus episode. So we're going to talk about what we think would be the scariest pickup ever. So just our scary campfire stories tonight, kids. So buckle up. So Reed, what would the, in your mind, sketchiest pickup to ever occur, what would that be? What would that look like? So it would be the exact opposite of what I've ever experienced in my life. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of of like, you know, have you ever been to prison? Like, no, and I'm never going to go. Just the fear of it. So, like... We're just good noodles over here. <laughs> like, We're the best noodles. <laughs> swear to God. <laughs> so, no, th- it's just, like, you know, be rad over here. I'm I'm in Malibu, just slanging on the corner. No. Um, I remember... The thing is, when I was in West Texas, I drank a lot. Like, I drank myself damn near to death. And... The lines of reality and fantasy were very blurred out there. Like, pretty much was just in an alcoholic haze 24 hours a day. Mm -hmm. So, I couldn't tell you if this actually happened or if I dreamt it, honestly. But it was so vivid. Like, for whatever reason, I had to go south of the border. And it was just supposed to be, hey, pick up this skid steer, you know, quote, quote. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, what's the turnaround? Like, okay, well, we can't get you out until, like, the next morning. That's like, what's this get out shit? Like, what you mean? And it was this whole thing of, like, well, we're doing this, you know, a little bit outside of red tape. And can't nobody know about this shit. So, like, we're having to do, like, oh, my God. Like, so pretty much I'm about to have to run the gauntlet, you know, of what anybody trying to cross the border would have to go through. And it was like, how bad do I want this job? Like, what the fuck? I don't think anybody needs a job that bad. 
I hope not. I don't know. <laughs> I, I like to think that somebody in the world has it worse than me at all times. So can't speculate on someone's actually out there like this motherfucker. Like this is the worst thing for you. Like, no. <laughs> I that that story is giving me anxiety. Hey, hey, buckle up, buckaroo. <laughs> so I'm not ready. <laughs> hey, I don't want hey, it. I, I'm scared. Hey. Someone lived this. <laughs> so, for whatever reason, I say fuck it, and I do it. And I get the skid steer, and I am told to go to, like, this RV park. And it's, like, an RV park that's, like, amongst, like, a construction site. Like, it looks sketch. If that, mm-hmm. if that, That's probably being kind. And pretty much my instructions are get in this trailer and do not fucking get out like ever and it's like okay cool so i'm there and like there's nothing in this trailer like i'm sitting there like there's jack like there's nothing in this thing and it's like as the sun starts to go down like shit starts popping off like dudes are getting these shit beat down like i'm watching people get stabbed and shot and just heads are flying off and shit oh my god it's like i am losing my mind like the overdrive of fear cannot be explained. It, it, it can't. And you just sat in that trailer, didn't you? You where followed the, where all the Where the fuck was I gonna go? You know what? That's fair. That's fair. I wouldn't go anywhere. I would sit back down very slowly, and I I wouldn't. I would never leave. Did you never leave? Are we still in the trailer? Is it? Yes, am I a part of your imagination? The so, I guess I doze off, and you know it's. Whatever time the sun's up, okay, I'm able to go. Like the vampires are resting now, kind of thing. So I go out there and it looks like Starship Troopers. There's just shit everywhere. And it's like I hook, like the skid steer has not been touched. It looks pristine. It's almost like after all this happened, someone like wiped it down and stuff. Like it inexplicable. So hook it up to the truck and I literally am driving through the street and it's just people on street corners just who's going to pop off who's just going to start shooting at me oh my god and then it was like finally just got to the checkpoint and then it was like those motherfuckers were just waiting on the other side like we were coming to get you like you, you motherfuckers no thank you no thanks I don't want that that sounds terrifying. I don't know. I think mine's actually going to beat yours. I'm ready to tell you my very scary story. Pickup oh, story. Oh, lay it on me. Okay. <clears throat> Hold on. I'm, I'm adjusting real quick because this is going to be intense. Once upon a time, there was a girly who was looking to pick up. And so she messaged everybody she knew and nobody had anything, and she had to be sober. Dun, dun, dun. The end. I told you, mine was way fucking scarier. Well, and so more to the point. Like, that's purgatory. Just bam, you're fucking dead. <laughs> I buried the lead. I swear to God, though, man. <laughs> All right, guys. Cast your vote. Who had the better story, me 
or read, and you know, we'll we'll pick the winner the next time. I'll reveal the results. I'll make like a crown or something, a there little sash. You can have a button. I will totally wear a button. It's gonna be the best button. So, Reed, I think, like, as we kind of grow certain things, um, like, just the seasons of life and going through kind of year after year and, like, celebrating different things and we come into adulthood and we start forming our own opinions, going from Halloween being, like, trick-or-treating and candy, what's, like, what is the spirit of Halloween, like, for you? I don't know. Like, like when I asked you earlier, um, for me, it kind of breaks into like two tiers. And you brought up a you know, third one. I you know, do want to delve into that in a little bit. But it's, you know, is Halloween scary to you and that's what makes it fun? Or is Halloween like silly and that's what makes it fun? Like, are you, you know, someone who wants to stay up late and watch nothing but scary movies and like try to scare the, like try to scare yourself? Or is it, you know, more of like the cartoonish aspect, you know, oh, the trick-or-treating, the Halloween parties, the, you know, hay rides, you know, shit like that. Mm-hmm. What is, well, what is it for you? I don't know. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, to me, I just, it's kind of a little bit of everything. Like, it's, it, to me, it's memories. Like, it's, it's nostalgia. Like, well, you I, also, and you also have kids, so you kind of like to, um... Like, you are able to share, like, pass on those memories, basically. Like, give them what you had. I mean, as best as we can. No, their mothers do wonderful jobs. Like, I love getting to see, like, the evolution of my children from, you know, just how they were when they were little to how they are, you know, present day. In some ways, they're the exact same. And then other days, I mean, it's just, there's no parallel to it. But, you know, just... Both of my kids have always been very artistic and very creative. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, you know, we kind of, uh, I kind of laughed at it because I was just like, man, that's so cool. Uh, one year, Carter um, wanted to be Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And he was Black Panther. And it was just one of, those stu- like, one of those silly things where I was like, man, I love the fact that it wasn't like, oh, man, I'd love to be Black Panther, but, like, I'm not black. Like, that never entered into his mind. He was like, nah, man. I fucking like Black Panther. Like, I fucks with that dude. Yeah, yeah, I want to be him. So I was just, I was very proud of that. Oh, that's sweet. Well, like I said, it's something very innocuous to him, but just like, you know, a little bit relevant to me because that's not even necessarily something that I had to instill in him or his Mm -hmm. mother had to. I think that's just like intrinsically like who he is. Well, I think ultimately, like, I think people want to be good. That a lot of people don't know how, I think, but I think people innately, like I think we're good, like we're we're born with something in us that has a desire for goodness. Yeah. But we, like humans, will make decisions like that maybe are not so good to achieve what that looks like for them. Uh, trust me, I'm... Barely keeping both hands on my own steering wheel. I don't even try to get into anybody else's shit. That's fair. That's totally fair. Um, Well, last episode, I know this is a bonus episode for you guys, so I hope you are loving it because this is going to be a full-blown 
episode as well. So we're just going to dive into some some fun stuff. I hope you guys are ready. Hope you're all buckled in. Reed mentioned last, or I guess his first episode, he was on with us, um, that he was in therapy. And I think it brings up a really good um, topic to talk about. And it's something that's been brought to light uh, over the past few years, I would say, and that's uh, men's mental health. So what are your thoughts like on where we're at now in society versus when you were uh, when you were in the military? See, so much of it is how I am personally. And, you know, it's something that existed in me before, during and after the military. And so much of it is just like my my true essence of privacy about certain things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not going to say that there weren't resources while I was active. Like, if I had actually said, you know what, I'm sad about this. Can I go talk to somebody? Like, they would have done it. But that wasn't, you know, where I was at that point. I was like, no, this shit's on lockdown. Like, mm-hmm. taking it to the grave. Um, but... Well, it was... Uh, would you agree that it was discouraged for you to talk about? Maybe not, like, verbally, but, like, within the military community, would you say that it was frowned upon to seek help if you were struggling in that capacity? So, I mean, like, the people that it was blatantly obvious, like, people that had, like, you know, substance issues and things like that or had problems with alcohol where it was, you know, you see them get into trouble a lot. Like, those people essentially get forced into, like, you know, having to confront that. Like I said, it wasn't necessarily discouraged. It just wasn't anything that was, you know, it it was kind of like, well, we just kind of figured you knew so we didn't say anything about it. Mm-hmm. You know, the plausible deniability kind of thing. Sure. But, I mean, and as close as I am with a lot of the people that I serve with, you know, and definitely was closer with people then as well, but the dichotomy of today versus back then, like, oh, man, I <laughs> I don't see how anybody liked me at that point in my life. I have a question and it just kind of popped in my mind, but it's something I've always wanted to know, but I don't think I've ever had someone that I've like been like super, super close with where I can comfortably ask. I, and I have family that is like that served like on both sides of my family. I never did. Um, But how do you feel when like people come up to you and they thank you for your service? Like, do you like it or is it like, does it put you on the spot? Like, does it make you weird? I'm, I'm like, I'm genuinely asking because I've never had that ever. Obviously I've never served I before. I am giddy that you asked me this. It just like pops in my brain. I feel like, like you maybe wanted me to talk about it. Like you were sending me telepathic notes because it literally just jumped in my brain. That's the scariest fucking drug story I've ever heard because that is the 
goddamn truth. You were thinking that towards me? I swear to God. Whoa. I've been like I've been at work doing what I do, and just this is amusing of like, man, I kind of wish someone would ask me about this. Like, because it happens often. And I don't know how to feel about it. Oh, my God. Okay, so how do you so feel about it? you're a fucking wizard, Harry. I'm a wizard, bro. Okay, Jesus so. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. Well, this is a terrible way to find out I'm a muggle. Uh, yeah, I hate to break it to you, but you truly did not get your Hogwarts letter. Fucking terrible. Man, I know. It's a bummer. Okay, so tell me, how do you feel? Like, what does it make you? Like, okay, if a stranger comes up to you, and, and I'm sure there were times you were wearing your uniform and you were like out eating and somebody came up to you and they thanked you for your service. How to make you feel? First year and a half, two years in, it was like, like it'd give you a fucking hard on like goddamn right. Like I'm defending this fucking country. Like, it's that, my blood. Like that shit. To present day, <laughs> When I'm just speaking to someone at work and I mentioned through conversation that I was in the Navy. Mm-hmm. And so much of it is, thank you for your service. And <laughs> I've never said it to anybody, but it has been like on the tip of my tongue. I just want to tell one person, like, I just wanted to go to school for free, motherfucker. Like, I, I, <laughs> I didn't do this for you. <laughs> And just, I mean, damn. But no, I mean, like, just because it's like I said, zero altruism. <laughs> zero. That is not true. That is not true. I, I did it for <laughs> the moral dessert. No. I did it for the reward. In a pie chart scenario, let's just say that <laughs> when you dice it up for different reasons, and yes, patriotism. Was part of it. I I remember nine eleven. I like I remember it to this day. Like where were you on nine eleven? Like I know exactly where I was. And that's fair. Oh, and I was a sophomore, so of course you know some Damn, of the upperclassmen. Oh Jesus, you're gonna be here one day, and I'm still gonna be this age. <laughs> that's <laughs> you, how it works. You that's get, how it works. You get older, I stay the same age. <laughs> but um. It's not that I don't appreciate it. And I always say thank you. It's like I just, I have to stifle my laughter though. Because it's just one of those like, thank you for your service. <laughs> You're welcome. Like I, hear, I, just, like I just hear Maui, what can I say except you're welcome. I, we do not own the rights to that. I think Dwayne spot me for that shit. Yeah, we're cool with everybody here. Hey. One love. Peace amongst worlds. <laughs> so, but I mean, just given what I do for a living, um, it just, it comes up often. So like I'm used to it and I do appreciate it, but sometimes it, I just am like, man, maybe part of it is like, did anything necessarily happen to me while I was in? No. One deployment went over to the Middle East like that. I was inside the ship. They yeah. couldn't. They couldn't get to me. So I don't know. And just when you when you hear things like going through boot camp and everything, and hearing about things that had actually happened, like in naval history, like you think about, like, okay, where were you on nine eleven? What freaks me, like, where were you, like, on Pearl Harbor? Like, just you wake up 
in the morning in Hawaii and shit's just exploding everywhere. Crazy. So that's to me, terrifying. It's like that's fucking terrifying. And to think, like I like to think that I could handle myself in a lot of intense situations. Like, how, like Christ Almighty, waking up and having the presence of mind to be like, hey, I got to go find a gun and start shooting shit. Like, people are dying. I need to do my job as a doctor, as a nurse. Like, people, you know, put up their bootstraps, give your balls a tug, and just did it. Like, that's whatever the equivalent of saying, like, man, that takes balls. Like, that takes ovaries, whatever. That some people are just it. Those are the thank you for your service. Like, the real motherfuckers. So you feel like there's, like, a tier of of people in the military and like what they do within it that warrants like thank yous like that. Yes. <clears throat> Just because to- if you're in a life or death situation and it's something that isn't of your doing, like you like you're you're doing this for somebody else kind of thing mm-hmm. and It's just, whether in that moment they are stoic, they're scared, whatever, but it's just, they're there doing it. Yeah, like, those, give them the fucking kudos first, at the very least. So, like, I'm very proud of my service. I love talking about being in the Navy. I met so many wonderful people in the Navy. Mm -hmm. Granted, I am fucked up because of the Navy, (laughs) but, you know, we'll delve into that, you know, a little bit later on. But so men's mental health now being in and being in therapy, what, how far do you think it's come in the recent years? I don't know if, if you're somebody who, you know, I say, I don't like, I'm not much of a pop culture kind of guy. Like I don't watch reality TV. I don't watch big brother or the Kardashians. Like I don't give a shit about that. But like Mm -hmm. when I was growing up, like my pop culture was like watching television and movies Mm-hmm. And that pretty much influencing, you know, my perception on things. Yeah. So. You got to bring me back. <laughs> um, we're talking. No, you're good. Uh, we are talking about. Oh, men's your men, mental health. Men's mental health now. Yes. That's going to be super fun for me to edit, by the way. Oh, no shit. <laughs> Because we both just kind of like derp a derp a derp a derp. Well, no, because I feel like everything needs a segue and it doesn't need a fucking segue. All right, so. Men's mental health. Well, obviously it's more important now or it's more prevalent now because I finally cracked and, you know, did it or I'm doing it. And, you know, you can throw out the whole Freud said the Irish are the only people impervious to psychoanalysis. Like, I'm Scotch-Irish, like, steel trap, baby. Like, you're not getting in unless I want to let you in kind of thing. Uh And it always felt like if I maintained that, like, I've got both hands on the wheel. Like, I'm I'm driving this motherfucker. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, finally the realization of I'm sitting in the driver's seat and I'm driving this motherfucker. And then my vision comes into focus, and I've noticed that I've driven off a fucking cliff, and we're just falling. No, thank you. <laughs> I'll return that back to center. <clears throat> so, no, wonderful, 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 wonderful thing is therapy. I think that healing can be found in many forms. I take 
now a very holistic approach to my healing styles. Um, my previous therapist, if you're, Shelly, if you're listening, I apologize for nothing. I stand, I stand by that in the healthiest way possible. Thank you. Can I just interject real quick? Like, you are just, you are someone who I imagine is like, like your friends list is like this, like village people cornucopia. Like there's a cop, there's an Indian, like there's just everything. Like, <laughs> you, like you have a friend that's like a Sherpa and you've got a friend that like, you know, basket weaves and shit. Like you got, <laughs> you, like you've got a wicker guy, don't you? You've got someone like, hey girl, I'm redecorating. I need like some woven wicker baskets. You're like, motherfucker, I got you. I Stevie do. on the corner, man. He and his mama be whipping them up, man. I do. And let me tell you something. If I personally don't know somebody, I know somebody that knows somebody. Like, do you know the Muffin Man? No, that's not what I was going to ask. The Muffin Man? <laughs> the Muffin Man. Sing yes, I awesome. I know the Muffin Man. Do you know someone who is actively who lives or on Lane? <laughs> who lives on Drury <laughs> That actively lives on Drury Lane. I need your Drury Lane address, please. Jeez. Oh fuck me! You're welcome. We've derailed. <laughs> I don't know where we are, but we are at the Muffin Man's house. Oh. That's where we're at. We're at the oh, Shreks. There actually, man there actually was. See, I, I, I fucked myself, man. Like, I was on point. We were and then talking. Then I segued. We were talking about men's mental health, and you've gone and made a whole joke of it. Congratulations. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> End scene. That is men's mental health. There it is. Apparently, I we, you so many curves. Start, we we started off strong and we ended it as a joke. So yep. Well, we tr- <laughs> I tried. No, I tried. Can that, we bring it back? No, that's the point. I'm bringing sexy back. That shit is catchy. We don't own that one either. We don't own it. He Stop he's doing he's it. someone that would sue. Well. This, you know what it is? It's because you wanted to sit there and you wanted to talk about my dog's actor voices. That is it. That's why my brain keeps going to the songs is because <laughs> we sat there and we did impersonations with my dog's voices and actor's voices. Yes, because just my my absolute love and adoration for Ranger and him just being... A silly fuck. Just this goofy, He's goofy, goofy looking, looking bastard. He's so just, goofy. Every time I, t- I, I remember saying to you, you know, Ali, when you talk to Ranger, because I know you do, and when he answers back, because I know he does, whose voice do you hear? So he has, both my dogs have their own voices like they don't belong to anybody else it's it's their own that i've that i've developed can i can i say the segue is the fact that it's like you're not forcing a label on your dog it's their choice it's their choice what voices they have and these are and their if, they're approved by both of and them and if you if you can't hear their voices then that's none of your business that's i'm saying we're saying the same thing so but you have and you kind of You help me out a lot with my dogs because I go places where dogs are a little more difficult to to bring. Um, So you are, you kind of 
make sure that they are good and all of that pretty frequently. So you also talk to my dogs when I'm not here. So, oh, honey pee. <laughs> but for you, they have actors' voices. Yes. <laughs> so Ranger, who is Ranger? He is Will Ferrell. He's Will Ferrell. Like, <laughs> like I said earlier, like if if you're telling him, like you know, Ranger, like don't jump, or Ranger, get out of the kitchen, or Ranger, sit down. It's like I just see him looking at you and just hearing him say, like, "You big fat curly headed fuck." Like, just, <laughs> like, just, but anytime, just, anytime I gotta leave to go to work, he tells Zeus, "This house is a prison on planet bullshit." In the galaxy of this sucks camel dick. <laughs> you know they talk so much shit about me when I have to go to work. But no, like just the other day, like I, you know when he wasn't feeling well, it was just all I heard was, "I'm so damn San Diego, so damn hot." Milk was a bad choice. Oh, 100% milk was a terrible choice. And then who did you say Zeus was earlier? <laughs> I because you you were saying that he you said Mark Wahlberg. Like I originally, yes. I was originally going to say Idris Elba because I want him to be like comical but relatable. Like you know, Idris Elba is someone you want to hang out with. At least I do. He seems interesting. But then, like the more, like the more that I've been around Ranger and just him being a goof ass, it's like well, it naturally is because I wanted to give him a Brooklyn accent, and you said. No Brooklyn. It was like, oh, well, he's fucking Mark Wahlberg then. Because all I hear he's is him totally talking. I, I hear him as John Bennon on Ted. Later on, we need to revisit, like, who has had, like, a weirder clientele, like, as a barber or as a bartender. Ooh. Ooh, that's fun. That's fun. Um, I think I get spotted 10 points your... because mine are sober. Like, people can, like, oh, I was drunk when I talked to her. They can they can weigh that away. No. Wait, no. If someone's in my chair, they're well theoretically they're stone sober. Um, that's incorrect. I don't know where people go and get their hair cut, but when I go and get my hair done, shout out to my hair guy. He's phenomenal. Um, it is he's not me. It's not. I'm sorry, Reed. It's not you. You're a barber. I go to someone that specializes in curls and color. Indeed. Anyways, he's wonderful. I always have a glass when I go and get my hair done. I actually have, usually I have a coffee when I first get there and then I have like two glasses of Prosecco. And is th this has to be gratis, right? No, this is not. This is, I'm so, not telling you where it is. No, I'm saying it because they would, well, they, they would have to have their liquor podcast. license. No, so it's wine. It's wine. You don't have to have a liquor license for wine and they don't charge you for it. That's no, you're good. You're good. All's good. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't button. know why your clients are sober. You should try getting them <laughs> fucked up and see what they say. Oh, that's how it started. Was I actually said the competition of? Well, every, did everybody already know you're a bartender? Yeah, everybody knows I'm a bartender. Okay, well, I'm fucking. You would it. know if you listened to my podcast. I know you talk about the airport. No, I've talked about the bar with Sid. She's on episode three, so you haven't even listened to the. No, y'all are talking about her fucking cat is like her boyfriend. No, <laughs> it's it's 
I'm pretty sure it's on anyways. Well, see, that's why I ended the conversation. So her talking about like her cat is like her, her literal animal and like her spirit animal. Like that cat's like her homie. Should re-listen because I'm pretty sure it's in there. But anyways. No, I just said I haven't gotten to it yet. Okay. That's fair. That's fine. Um, hi, Ranger. Um, so doing what I do versus doing what you do, who would have the weirder clientele? I think I have the weirder clientele, but I think that you probably have... No, actually, I still think I have, like, weirder stories, like, way more interesting occurrences because people with alcohol, like, not only do they get weird, they get wild. So, like, one of my managers, I'm not going to say who, has... some. So, some guy, I don't know I wasn't there but I heard what happened he not only mooned my manager but straight up spread his butt cheeks and showed her his butthole chocolate starfish <laughs> y'all in a bar this happened what well there's your hot dog flavored water I was so glad I was not working because I would have I would have panicked I would have been like... The side of a male butthole would have been like, God, no. I would have... I just... I can't even... I can't even process. I can't even process, like, being in that situation. Like, that's not that... <laughs> like, I know it's real. I know it happened. Like, I work with these people. I'm aware. I heard it from multiple people. So does it does it bother you that even though you don't want to, in your mind, you have to replay it. You theoretically are seeing what happened. So you're imagining... A butthole out of thin air. I hate that you're saying that. It's a butthole out of your psyche. I hate that you are like putting this out there. I'm so uncomfortable right now. I hate you. You're a bad friend. Hey, you're the one that wanted to ride this train. And can I can I get off? Can I get off at the next stop, please? Is there an emergency exit? Is this like a Wild West situation where we have a gunfight on top of the train? Oh, shit. My balance would be for shit right now. Well. Anything else you wanted to call? Ah. Anything else you wanted to talk about? I think we've just segued so hard into an oblivion. I don't know how to get back to anything that we were discussing. We tried. That's what I can say. Guys, today was like just... Let me just tell you, it was just a weird day. I had to go and get my driver's license renewed today. And I closed at the bar last night. And we're in like holiday time. So I was there earlier than I usually am. And it was just like, it was pretty busy all day. And it was great. I love to see it. But like, why on earth did I months ago plan for me today to come in? to go in and deal with people under fluorescent lighting at 9.30 in the morning after closing at a bar. Please, somebody, tell me, why did I do that to myself? Like... Defies logic. Past alley, man, you suck. (laughs) You suck for today. I've been so sleepy. And the lady was really nice. And honestly... The efficiency today when I went, it was phenomenal. And I never thought I'd ever say that about getting my driver's license renewed. But I am upset because 
obviously I, I just said I closed. So I was sleepy. I didn't wake up with any of my first alarms. So I didn't do my hair. So I went in with my traditional, like usual messy bun. They cut the messy bun out of the picture. So it doesn't look like you're wearing like a bandana. It doesn't look like I'm wearing anything. Like you're bald? No, it looks like they cut off the top of my head. Oh, so you're just like slick back Pat Riley. I hate you right now. <laughs> you're <laughs> why? <laughs> because like <laughs> like this that other thing is a signature no, for me. The way that I told you when you're not there and someone tells you a story, you mentally have to picture it. So without seeing the picture, I'm theoretically having to imagine what you look like without it. And it's like, oh, that's the visual. I My get. picture is exactly what I look like right now. But if you just exit the bun and no headband. And that's, that's what it looks like. I, in fact, wore the same shirt. I wore exactly, well, uh, sweatpants this morning. I was going to say, you did not leave that. It was, it was chilly. It was Quite cool, so I had actual pants on, but I'm in shorts and long socks right now. I'm cozy. Um, yeah, so that's what my day was, and I'm not saying that it was a bad day, but I am saying that if you work nights and you wake up for something like that, and like it's like way early, and you've had like three to four hours of sleep, it's just a little, it's a little rough. It's just a little rough, but no big deal, Pickle. We got it done, and that's what matters. And thankfully, who's really going to see the ID when I fly and travel, when I get carded, when I go out? That's it. So, and my passport picture is at least cute. But, like, what if I could go somewhere, and they look at your ID, and they look at you, and they look at you, and they're like, they take out, like, a piece of paper and just, like, have to block off the... Stop <laughs> it. They wouldn't do that. They had to block it off. I, oh, yeah, there you are. They wouldn't, ha- they wouldn't have to do I'm that. I'm sorry. We no, thought you were someone all, else. First of all, no TSA agent has humor like that. Sorry. And, I, and I, it's not like I haven't tried. To be a TSA agent? No, to crack some jokes with them. They're not very funny. Except uh, for when I worked at the airport. Then they, then they laughed with me. Do you think that if TSA was like a job where you could get like tips, do you think that would improve things? Absolutely not. That would make things. That <laughs> is the Wild West. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Did you tip your TSA agent? No, I will not be tipping my TSA agent. That no. <laughs> tell me, tell me you fly Spirit. No, <laughs> I did learn my lesson. I can't. I can't. Oh, I flew Spirit once. I did not know what I was getting into. Like, Mm-mm. I. <laughs> they trick you. <laughs> you want to talk about a scary story? Flying off fucking spirit. It was like, this plane's going to fucking crash. Listen, I'm just, I, I, will, I will say, and I'm comfortable saying this. I will pay for comfort. I'll pay for comfort. I'll pay to make my life a little bit, a little bit more comfortable. And I have no problem saying that. Well, you shouldn't. Doing what you do at the consistency in which you do it and at the level that you do it, you have to be able to, you know, allow yourself some recompense. You have to be able to reinvest in yourself. Like you fucking have to for your own mental health. Well, the, the same thing with like me. Like 
just being able to find things that like truly give me joy that is just, you know, like that it doesn't exist like on a materialistic level or anything like that other than just it's, just, it's something that makes me happy. Well, I think what's important here is that understanding that at any moment we can stop existing. At any moment, anything can happen. Nobody knows when it's their time. I just turned 30. I can't even count how many friends that aren't here anymore, family members that aren't here anymore. And it happens instantly. It happens when you least expect it. You never know when it's going to be your last. And what do you have? You have your memories that you've made. That's it. And the memories you make with others. And like... I I just can't get behind working to pay bills. Like, I can't get behind that mindset. Like, I don't live to work. Like, I work to live a life that I'm happy with. And the thing... And doing things that I like to do. So, I'm not saying, like, don't have a plan or whatever. But if your plan to get somewhere, wherever that somewhere is but you aren't living, what's the point? What's the point of having everything if you're not enjoying your life? Like millionaires commit just as much suicide as as people who are not millionaires. I mean, you could even think about it that the notion aside from inherited wealth, like in order to gain that level of status, like you typically have to do like some pretty unscrupulous shit. So it's like at some point does the conscience weigh in on somebody? Like everybody has their own inner demons. Like anybody that says they don't like they're full of shit. That's their demon talking. Mm-hmm. Like I like I don't even like do, do you think you have like one collective inner demon and that's like comprising everything or do you have like 15 and like each one is like the seven dwarf like he's just he it's has a his bando job. demons over here are you kidding me it's a whole circus of demons what do you see them as <laughs> <laughs> are they like the are they like you know like 50 styles greasers you know are they like you know they all have their own style i i think they're maybe i'm mixing my demons with my personalities I have some... Oh, you're bringing in all the clicks. Okay. <laughs> no, we... You guys know what I mean. You guys get it. At least the at least the women get it. We're all... We, we all have... Listen, I've got, like, my own, like... It's my own shit show in my head. Oh, okay? yeah, no. I've got, like... I have my, my job demon. I have, like, my... Demon or personality? That's what I'm asking. Like, am I calling my personalities my demons? Do you feel that you are in complete control? Ooh, tough question. Um, I'm trying to like... For the ones that you are able to control, those are your personalities. The ones where you are riding shotgun and grabbing the oh shit bar, them the demons. Oh, okay. Well, then I have personalities. I think I'm pretty well in control. No, I mean, to, to be able to live life without that level of fear, I mean, that is like, shit, I wish I was like that. Mm-hmm. Like... When I see people that, like, do bungee jumping, like, it almost gives me a heart attack, like, watching that shit. Like, and as I got older, it used to be like, oh, I have a fear of heights. Like, no, I have a fear of falling to my fucking death. Like, 
I had a spaz attack with my brother and my aunt at a water park when I was a child. Like, went up. It was like 200 feet in the air. Mm-hmm. Like, and there's like 100 people on this fucking thing. And it is waving in the wind. Like, we are taller than the trees, literally. And the whole point of this water slide is it's like straight the fuck down for like 100 feet. Yeah. And then it like tapers off. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't explain fear. Like, I could be looking at a fucking great white shark, and I don't think I would have been as scared as I was in this moment. So I lay down, and the lifeguard, he can tell I'm petrified, that motherfucker. And he's like, all right, bro. Like, cross your arms and cross your legs. Like, don't pick your head up or anything. Like, just lay back and enjoy the ride. Mm-hmm. Like, those are going to be my, like, card on my tombstone. <laughs> like, those are the final words. So I go over the edge, and all I see in my mind is the curvature of the earth. I am up so fucking high. I immediately, Spider-Man, and I throw my arms out. and my You're leg, just trying to stop it. I tried to, like, I tried to stop. Like, I try to stop yeah. myself. There is hundreds of gallons of water just dumping on my head. And all I heard was that lifeguard, let go! Because I'm 200 feet in the fucking air. You're like, like, I will not. I will no, not. I did, Somebody like, come no, rescue my, me. My, no, my fear imagine would have been what killed me. Like, me spazzing out would have been, oh, no. He didn't die on the slide. Like, no, he, you know, fucking lost his mind and killed himself. Oh, my God. So I finally let go. And I mean, and when I say, I, for the sake of the story, it probably sounds like I've been holding my weight for 30 minutes. No, it was instantaneous. Like, I tried to Spider-Man and I was just free falling down this slide. Like, it bruised my ass. Like, I got so far off the slide that by the time my body caught with a curvature, it wasn't like already in line. It was like I just... Back flapped on it. <laughs> and what's crazy is if you wouldn't have tried to catch yourself, you would have been fine. Oh, yeah, totally. You would have been fine. But because you tried to, like, intervene. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. Yeah, you were. You can say song names. All, this is all part of the simulation. No, I've already expressed that I speak fluently in song lyrics and movie quotes. So that is my blanket statement. I am protected. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm fucking weird out at this point. You can't get me. I guess I guess we've yeah we've given as many we don't owns this as we possibly can huh? I mean I'm sure I could knock it up but we'll, we'll try to keep it under a yeah we might be all right. we, we might have to do like an over under spread it's fine it's fine I'll put it in the show notes too um well guys if you're still with us if you're still with us right now thank you so much. We couldn't be here today without you. We've segued so hard into a downward spiral that I don't know if we can get any lower than where we're at. So I think it's time to... I think that that's why people are going to like this because, you know, every other episode you have, like, you're able to give, like, a brief explanation. Like, just... My episodes need to be called, like, Down the Rabbit Hole. Like, 
motherfucker, we don't even know where we're going. <laughs> we never know. Like, we try. We, like, we don't even edit this shit. We literally just roll the dice and plop. Uh, well, I will say that I, you don't edit it. I edit it. But uh, that was not that was not an infringement on anything. Well, thank you guys so much. Remember, we drop episodes every Tuesday. I hope you guys enjoyed this bonus one. You can and should follow us on Instagram at Talk About It Podcast on Twitter at. Talk about it pod. Send me an email at talkaboutitpod at gmail.com and send us your thoughts. If you want to request a topic for us to chat about, if you have questions for Reader myself, we'd love to hear from you guys. Happy Halloween. Laters. <laughs>